Welcome to Zen of Business. My name is Shamash. And I'm Yvonne. Zen of Business is about inspiring you to bring more awareness, kindness and wisdom to you, your business and the world. And we're really excited about our guests today. We've got Jaden and Sion and they run the RAP Association. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us. So uh, RAP Association has been associated with the Museum of Happiness, which is where we're recording this podcast. Um, can you say a little bit more about how you had this idea of starting this little business, this little <coughs> organisation called RAP Association? Yeah, it started off with my passion for rap. I'm always freestyling or writing lyrics. And at the time, I was thinking about ways to um, express the different techniques that are used in rap. So I was writing up about um, imagery in rap that I could hear people using metaphors and similes and when people did punchlines and had double meanings in their raps I really wanted to understand it and put names to it mm. and um, my mum came into my room while I was working on it and said are you doing English literature so that's when, <laughs> I, that's when I got the idea to link rap with English literature and then mm. I think from there it was just I was thinking of so many different ways to use rap to empower people like not just through education and English lit, but through just various things. So yeah, that's how it started. And then I was having a conversation with Vicky, mm -hmm. um, the founder of Museum of Happiness. And then she encouraged me a lot to just get it started, um, just get off the ground, so yeah. Okay. And so Vicky was working with you because of, she was working at NCS yeah, The Challenge. About, so can yeah. you say a little bit more about that and then how? Yeah, it was a project called Step Forward. Okay. And um, it was just a year apprenticeship where I was studying accounting and um, had a work placement as well. And um, she was my mentor. So we had personal mentors who discussed like, other things in life, not even just your, uh, where you're working or your studies. Mm. So that was a privilege um, to have her mentor me. Um, and um, during one of our meetings towards the end of the course, she was saying that she wanted to start her own project. And I said, I wanted to start my own project. So we kind of encouraged each other to get it started. Ah, oh, so yeah. she was talking about the Museum of Happiness project, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you were talking, and she encouraged yeah. and you. And we both had no idea how to get started. We didn't really have business knowledge, oh. but um, she referred me to someone at Business Launchpad. They do free business services for wow. under 25s. Wow. Um, so yeah, that was... That's brilliant. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Wow. Wow. And uh, so then what happened? So what was your first kind of uh, venture? Was it scary or was it fun? How was it? I was quite nervous on my first workshop. Because um, I, I didn't really know what to do. I kind of planned it by myself. I looked at some workshop templates and thought, that's not anything similar to what I'm doing. So it's going to be a bit tricky to cater it to a workshop style I've never seen before. I've never seen a rap workshop. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the first one was very nerve wracking. Okay. And you did it on your own? Yeah. Okay. And so what did you do in that workshop? And who it, was it with? Uh, it was with participants of Museum of Happiness because it was yeah. a Museum of Happiness event. I think it was the first event, actually. Was that the one that was outside in the really big one, or was it nah, indoors? it was an indoors okay. one. It was probably an angel or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. it was an angel. And um, yeah, what I did was basically show people a couple components of rap. So I showed them verse structure um, and rhyme schemes, like A, B, A, B, A, B, C, B kind of thing. And then um, got them to write their own lyrics, group performances, yeah. and yeah. And people loved it. Was... Yeah, it went really well, but my only criticism for that first workshop was there's too much shuffling in between activities. I didn't have like smooth transitions into the next thing that was happening. But other than that, it was really successful for the first one. Really good. Excellent. And then what happened next? What happened after that? 
Um, just tried to post some things on social media. Yeah. What do you mean, like? What so, did, 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 did you, you where did where did you teach next, or what was your next kind of the workshop? Next one was you didn't have any to the, in, in the bigger, was that the bigger one? Yeah, that was the spiritual market one. Yeah, and that's that's when I noticed I do need an assistant because there's quite a few things that yeah. I want to do. So that was an amazing, like, it was one of the most magical moments. So we had this Museum of Happiness experience with thousands of people, literally, in Spitalfields Market. And we had this tent, which had the more active stuff. And I remember you guys going in there, and it started to create this wonderful positive energy with people kind of getting into groups and rapping. And you had you had two or three people, I think, with you as well, if I remember. Or did you have somebody else helping you? Or not? Um, no, just um, on my workshop, you yeah. know. Yeah. And on one of the days, I had someone taking pictures with me. Okay, just <clears> photos. <throat> okay. Yeah. And yeah, so this wonderful positive vibe and associating rap with great positivity. So yeah. how did you feel after that? That was amazing. I think that was one of the best um, experiences I've had, only because of the drastic improvement from the second workshop to the first wow just with the energy and how much people are getting involved yeah so yeah i think yeah i really like that second workshop excellent and then when did you guys start working together it was um that workshop that workshop um because he was saying he needs someone to help at that point i wasn't we wasn't planning to work together or anything it's just I'd go and work for a stranger, so why would I not go work for a friend? So I came along and um still the video to this day of um uh while we was doing the workshop, him randomly asking me to, to freestyle oh, and then my face was <laughs> shock and horror. But um, it was a really good experience to see um the First of all, how easy it was, how enjoyable it was to conduct it, mm. um, the enjoyment in people's faces, mm. and uh, the potential for the future. I think I realised yeah. in that day where we can take this. Or instantly, I was just thinking of how we could perfect the workshop, the the little things you could do to fine tune it, the yeah. different applications of the workshop, the places we can take it, and things like that. From that first time, mm. then for the next however many so because I've only the only workshops I miss has been because of work and that's only been like two or something but mm-hmm. everything after that I was there wow mm-hmm. so, wow. so wow. you formed this sort of so a creative partnership as sort of in the early days and then became much more now of a business yeah. partnership yeah. Yeah. yeah at first I was just the assistant because yeah. I was just like I believe in him I believe in this so I want to help this get somewhere then there when I was like I can see serious business potential that I'd like to be involved yeah. So did you write a business plan or did you just sort of just talk about it? What did you do? When we got together and he became our business partner, we didn't actually have a business plan at that time, but further down the line, we started to look at our business more internally and work on those kind of things as well. So yeah, we did write a business plan, but not at the time that we connected now. And what what's what what sort of things are you aiming for? Because I mean, I think you need to sort of tell tell the audience a little bit more about what's different about what you're doing to what's going on out there. Because lots of people teaching rapping and various mm. things. They're certainly not doing it in the way you're doing it, and they're certainly not doing it in the context. But I think it'd be really great for our uh, listeners to hear more about your sort of intention and what right, you're so about. Our workshops are different because there's always a different angle that we try and bring to each workshop. So no, no two workshops we've done have actually been exactly the same. They're all quite unique. So a lot of times when we've been hired for workshops, we'll ask the theme of the event, and then we'll cater the workshop to mm-hmm. the theme and adapt it so that by the end. People can take away the message quite strongly when they've performed it themselves and when they've wrapped together, they kind of 
bond and a, it's more of a lasting memory mm. than a normal workshop. So, yeah. And you've kind of made it into, because one of the questions I asked you is, have you ever charged for it? Because of this Zen in business as well. So there's yeah, a business yeah. element and you said that you have. Yeah. So how did it feel to actually charge some money for it? And how did you go about that? And how's that going so far? Yeah, I come from a musical background. So I know that when you first do your first couple gigs, um, you can't ask for money because you're, yeah. you're just starting. Yeah. Um, so that's how it was with the workshops. And then over time, we started to notice our value. As we saw, we looked at some prices of other workshops. We spoke to some people that run workshops and they said what their prices are. So based on what they do and what they charge, we started to gauge how valuable our workshop is in the market. Yeah. So it was quite easy to start asking for money because we kind of noticed that what we're bringing is quite a lot of value and people yeah. really enjoying it as well. That's a nice angle to see. That's a Because I think a lot of people are frightened that you know people be they will reject them. Mm. But I think when you bring such value and you can show people, of course, using social media and film and everything, you can you can show people the value you bring. But I think to me, there's more than just the value of the the, the joy of being together. It's all the learning. Do you want to tell mm. people a bit more about what they people learn on these workshops that you do? So yeah, we will go into um, how to put. Uh, rhymes together, mm -hmm. different types of rhymes that can be used, different kinds of techniques that are, listen, that are used in the popular songs that they listen to. Mm -hmm. um, we've told this to people who've never rapped before. Uh, we have not had one class where someone has not rapped. Yeah, Every single cool. time. Wow. We've had, we've <laughs> Everyone's had rapped. We've had grandma's rap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's me then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to call that grandma. Grandma rap. I look like a grandma. Can, there's no one who can't do it. No. When we first got into it, I didn't actually think of it as anyone can rap. I just thought, let's try and get as many people to rap as we can. Yeah. And then as we started doing it, we started noticing that every Damn. one of these people can rap. Even people that are like, um, I don't know what to do. I've never rapped before. I don't even want to try. Like yeah. after they see everyone else engaging and getting involved, yeah. they see how easy it is to just write a couple lines yeah. and just make it rhyme and enjoy yourself. And so. also, I think the best thing is seeing um, the breakthrough some of the people have had. So people who have either had stage fright or they're very shy and very um, introverted people to see them get up and perform in front of a group. And then there's times people have come back to us and said, I've never performed in front mm. of anyone. Mm. And this has been a massive hurdle for me and you guys have just helped me get through that. So I mean, those, those are one of the best things yeah. about it is seeing like people who adamantly, oh, I can't do it, I won't do it. Mm -hmm. At the end, they're doing full songs. <laughs> <and everything. Yeah. laughs> Literally. And it, I, I'm, I'm interested in the fact that, you know, Rapper's got a lot of mixed connotations out there, mm -hmm. but you've you've managed to turn something that some people might be a bit worried about into something really positive. Do you want to tell us what you've been up to? Well, my one of my main aims was to address rappers and art form. Yeah. Because even though people address it in a certain way and say certain things, um, it doesn't take away from the amount of skill and like mm. the things that they're doing like with their brains while they're rapping. Now I mean and I think because there's been a lot of negative messages in rap, people overlook how talented and how skillful the art form is. Mm. I think that's why I started writing um the techniques down first because I used to watch battle rap quite a lot and they're just cussing the life out of each other. <laughs> but they're using all kinds of techniques that 
make the crowd go like they're just understanding like yeah. what's happening yeah. in the lyrics so yeah i think the creative side of things is what i really want to focus on yeah and then get people to cater it to whatever they want it to be for themselves yeah. it's just like a blank canvas and painting someone could draw something horrid but someone else could draw something amazing and i think yeah. if we give loads of people the skill to rap someone's eventually gonna make something beautiful also we wanted to challenge the stigma and stereotypes that were attached to it because um we understood ourselves the different genres within it that we you know if you, if you go to this particular genre you're going to hear this kind of thing this particular genre you're going to hear this kind of thing so we even had the negative connotations because we listen to what uplifts us we also listen to what people may say is the negative thing but I, I like a general mix of it mm. so to, to bring it to people and um, challenge what their stereotypes of it were and to change perceptions of it was um, one of the goals as well. Yeah, that was fun too. Like, I think that's people's brilliant. views changed over, mm. over over the period of the workshop. Some of them like rap, really, and then by the end they're rapping. You know I mean? Yeah, especially when it's like oh, with a two black guy rappers, and then like oh okay, this is gonna be yeah. something else, and then to just see their faces and expression change throughout the workshop. Yeah. It's, 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 I think what's interesting is that you do it intergenerationally. You've got yeah. you've got youngsters, you've got grannies, you've yeah. got grandpas probably, yeah, um, you've got lots of different cultures. Yeah, yeah. What I, I always think of it now is as a contemporary poetry form, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. and the fact that it speaks to audiences across all different people groups, ages, yeah. and and I think you part of what I love is the fact. Your mum comes and says, "Are you doing an English lesson?" Yeah. And I think that, <laughs> that is brilliant. Yeah. And I think you know maybe all the schools ought to be teaching this as a poetry form. What do you think about I that? Would, I would love that because um, we actually ventured off into the educational side of things when we did a workshop in Oxford um, with the administration. Oxford University. Yeah, what's the name of it? Oxford University uh, Outreach and Administration. Yeah, outreach administration. So it was basically a, a scheme within the university to work with children from disenfranchised areas mm -hmm. to show them if you work hard enough, these are the kind of places you can be admitted to and these are the kind of circles you can be a part of. So we took them there. It was some kids from Walthamstow. We took them there. We broke down a um, extract from a Shakespearean play. Mm -hmm got them to identify all the devices that were used within the extract. So we made sure before this they understood exactly how similes, metaphors, uh, alliteration, all of these literary devices, exactly how they worked. We got them to break down the extract of the play until they understood it fully. And then they rewrote those lyrics into their own words. And then they performed it themselves. So in order for you to break down and reinterpret something, you have to understand it fully because it's very hard for the kids these days to understand Shakespeare. Mm. What was amazing for us was to be able to make kids who at the start of class were very not, not very fond of reading, didn't care about Shakespeare or anything like that, for them to understand Shakespearean language to the fullest of an extent and put it into their own words and incorporate drama into it as well mm. was... Amazing. It was great to see like kids shine throughout the day and see how kids change and adapt throughout the day and um, the impact that our lesson had upon them. 
beautiful, isn't That's it? It's such a really nice example of, of using Absolutely. positive values and taking some yeah. like rap to educate. I yeah, I think we should mention my Socrates though, because um, they were the company that um, set it up. It was um, Shakespeare's 400th anniversary. So that's why they had the idea of um, getting to teach the children about Shakespeare in different ways. So that's why we decided to choose rap. And we were, it was quite fun towards the end when we um, started putting the lyrics together because I was writing lyrics that were kind of like the narrator. And then they had the place of the scenes to be either character. So they wrote lyrics in the place of each character and went back and forth. Wow. And um, yeah, I don't think they're going to forget and that play anytime soon. Wow. <laughs> Once they put it in their own words and perform it themselves, they have a completely new understanding of what was happening in the play. So, mm. yeah. so th I, th I think you're going to have to take this to the RSC itself and, and go down to Stratford and go, we've, we've got a really great way to yeah. help you outreach because yeah. I think Shakespeare was an immense storyteller. Yeah. And that even, you know, back in the dark ages when I was learning it, it was difficult then. Um, and I I know that when people, young people engage with Shakespeare, they see what amazing stories they are. Yeah, and then yeah. all the stories, yeah. archetypal stories of death and murder and joy yeah. and love and stealing and all that. Yeah. So it'd be, they're so contemporary, the themes. So yeah. it's really brilliant that you're doing this, right? I cannot imagine this is not going to be a really fantastic business. <laughs> you probably you may not know, but I mentor a lot of uh, young people in business, and I'm I'm going. Please, can I help you? <laughs> because it's so exciting to hear it. That just sounds really cool. So, have you got any plans for the future for this? You sort of how long have you been going, and what you what are you thinking about the future? We've been going for a couple of years now. And it's mostly been workshops, yeah, it's been two years already. It's been two years Yeah, so two years, mostly workshops, and here and there we've done events, we've done an annual event. Um, we did a Black History Month event wow. in the first year, and then we did a multicultural event a couple of months ago, just based on the diversity of ocean. That's mm. how they like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for the future, we want to get somewhere where we can regularly do workshops in our own name because we usually do workshops for a company at their event mm. and get hired by them but now we want to start getting our own participants like some regular workshop goers and hopefully get some studio time at the end of the session mm. and end of the term and um, i'm also building a studio that so we won't have to go somewhere else to use the studio mm. so we want to maybe make something like a course Mm. where we bring people from the start to finish they record the project with us as well wow and um we just teach them loads of tips and techniques along the way and then they have connections with the other people on the course they have connections mm. with us so if they need to record there's somewhere for them to do it and um then we have them put it out and then push them in the right direction to go off and do better things yeah you've got the studio half built yeah. <laughs> only, it's only gonna take me a couple more, couple more months. I'm trying to redesign the room. What do you think yeah. of our studio here? This is that's that's the thing. I have most of the equipment, but I want to make my room as comfortable as something like this, yeah. which is something that I'm looking 
into you, yeah. no matter how you try to de- try to decorate it, no matter how you. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll have to get your mouth on that. Yeah, we, <laughs> we had a fantastic uh, happiness and sustainability designer that gifted her time to design this space. I can be in touch with her. Oh, yes, please, Elena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, one question that comes to mind over these two years. So, what would you say are the biggest challenges that you've had to face and how you've overcome them? I'm not gonna lie, there could been much. Yeah. Because it's quite it's quite simple what we do. Yeah, that's cool. I think that's it would cool. have been um, business paperwork that really? was quite an arduous thing. Yeah, I think there's still some things that still need ironing out. That's yeah. been an extremely long process. Okay. Um, business plan writing is a massive hurdle because mm. I don't know what it was that we just found it so hard to sit down and do because we would sit down and write out different um workshop plans mm-hmm. different uh lesson when we was trying to write a syllabus mm-hmm. we was trying to sit down and write that out mm-hmm. um we could do that but the business plan was a real big issue and that's something i, I would suggest to newcomers yeah get assistance with that because yeah. to do that stuff by yourself is, is yeah. very hard and to make sure it follows accordance with business regulations and everything, yeah. so you don't have to do it five times because you send it <laughs> off and they're like, oh, you forgot this section, you forgot this uh, section. I think that's something that you really should do with guidance. Yeah. Um, another thing was, uh, I wouldn't say it was a challenge because we kind of enjoy it, was learning at the end of each workshop and um, learning and tweaking and, and seeing what techniques works, what techniques didn't. There was a lot of trial and error for like the first 20 something workshops I believe and um it was a learning process and it was great but it was still challenged nonetheless yeah, yeah, yeah. um trying to get workshops as well because we weren't very known not yeah. very big on social media and it's it's a bit of a risk because there's not a lot of it's not very understood what we're trying to do yeah. it's not a lot of people trying to do it so getting people to take the risk on us to then mm. see we can do and the effects that on people that was available. So how did you do that? How did you find the work and how did you manage to convince people? Um, it was, a lot of it was, um, for the first like 10 <laughs> workshops, I could tell you like who knew who, who put us in place uh, to do it. Because, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was mostly word of mouth for the first. Because like, um, yeah, it was always someone at the workshop who enjoyed it so much that I wanted to get in contact and then led to something else. Um, and that was working for a while, but then obviously we needed to start putting in our own work. So we went into a lot of um, networking events um, in our community and some in central London and just started to make connections. Mm-hmm. And that, that helped a little bit as well. What sort of networking events did you go to? Uh, there was a Teach First Innovation event. Oh, no. Lots of small business starters there. Okay. Really, that's what my teach one of my teachers. <laughs> <laughs> Start selling to your teacher. <laughs> uh, that's I mean, you know, the, these things that you describe are all the things everybody has to learn in business, mm. and it's you know, that's why Zena Business exists, and we, we we train people, we help people, we support people to do that. But you know, it sounds to me like you're really on it, and yeah, um, you know. Do you both feel now that the business is stable? Do you can see it going forward, or do you feel there's a little bit more work to do? Oh no, there's definitely more work to do. It's just uh, uni for both of us 
has been quite overwhelming, especially he's in a very intensive course. Yeah. And he's a very, very smart, very dedicated, very methodical person. So he's doing a million things in a day, yeah. which I've always respected him for. Then I recently started uni whilst trying to make a studio, whilst trying yeah. to learn piano, whilst trying to learn drum. <laughs> so we're both trying to do a million things. So it did take a bit of a back burner for a while, but I think um, we're getting the other stuff more under control and have been putting more time into the association recently. Yeah, I think that um, like over the course of time, I've just learned to delegate a lot more because um, you want to have a control of things so that you know exactly how things are happening. You want to make sure it's perfect, mm. but there's only so much a human can do. And yes. um, I think I've been learning to delegate through events um, and through the workshops themselves because I remember my first workshop, I learned the lesson, I can't do this by myself. I need someone to do different things for me. So, um, yeah, moving on into the future, I'm going to have someone managing the social media. Yeah. And then I'm going to have someone who's managing the connections. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, over the night, it's still going to be us running workshops. And Fantastic. we're trying to build that. There's one thing I will say for people who are new to this. I'd say definitely the importance of networking. Because oh, um, yeah. I couldn't network before we started Rap Association. Rap Association, going to so many networking events, taught me how to network and how yeah. to just talk to a stranger about your interests and their interests and how you can both benefit each other. Because that has been the majority of our business has been because of networking. Yeah. And a massive help of it has been Museum of Happiness. Yeah. We've done several workshops at Museum of Happiness and met several connections through the Museum of Happiness. Yeah. So, yeah. shout out to Museum of Happiness. But if you're starting out, you need to go to. You just need to find someone who will trust you. Like even if like a family friend is having an event, mm-hmm. and you want to like show your business, it, it starts off with just having someone who trusts you, and then you just have to perform well for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, just just do the best you can, and hopefully yeah. get the connections that way. Yeah. Because I think the first one is the hardest to break through. Because no one knows you have no history. Yeah. So just find someone you can trust who trusts you, and then just do your best. I think that's Brilliant. the best way to get into. Best advice ever. And I think I think what we forget is that actually the whole world is a network. Yeah. And so the more that you engage with people, and I, I'm I'm not such a believer that it, it only works on social media. I think you've got to have okay. social media, but it's really the the people who hear you and experience yeah. you, and they go wow. That was so brilliant. I've got to get someone else, and it's being able to capture all that information, isn't it? Yeah. And then, mm. and then work it. So you know, both of you studying, running the business on the side. That's that's a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of work. But it's it's actually a really great way to start a business while you're doing something else because you know you can test a model, yeah. and obviously you're realizing that you've got a model here, and that you need to think about how you're going to develop it as you to the end of your studies. Yeah, and, and it helps that what we're studying will help us to run the business. Tell yeah. us what you're studying, just so that our I'm doing an ACCA course, that's an accounting course. Okay, um, that's going to be really useful. No, it's it's really useful. Very useful. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad I know. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be getting the money. <laughs> I'm studying um, uh, sound production, audio. I'm trying to become an audio engineer wow. and a producer. So Great team. That we can... Take it further than just course, yeah. um, than just workshops. 
So they both their skills that really do help for this stuff and for the kind of connections we make because you're gonna meet the big corporate people. That's true. Who are gonna connect us to the to the big companies with their uh, when they have to do their community events that they're obligated to do. Mm -hmm. That's gonna be us, and I'm gonna be able to connect us with the musical people mm. who uh, just might want to brush up on their skills or yeah. we'll see what it's about. I, th I think what you've mentioned something that's very important in business is that you have to if you if you're in a partnership you have to trust each other and you often need to have different skill sets mm. what would you say is the strength of your connection as a duo mm. it's a tough one because at the start our skill set was very similar and it was very <laughs> his his one of his business mentor was like what are you guys doing business <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mentor was saying we're so similar that it doesn't make sense oh. at the start yeah. Which I understand. It was true. Too. Because there were some <laughs> things that I wanted to pass on to Sion, and those are the same things he wanted to pass on to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, what was that, accounting? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, as time went on, um, our strengths and our personalities diverged in different ways. So, for instance, he's really good at negotiating and haggling. Anything to do with negotiation, even in my own personal life. I always go <laughs> I, I feel I'm better at analysis of things and um, I really enjoy writing speeches. I enjoy um, doing business pitches and, and things like that. I find that stuff naturally easy because I enjoy writing. Mm. So I feel that's where our strengths uh, differ. Mm. But um, anything to do with tangible business acumen, I would always say Jamie. But True, I say, of course, man. I, I, <laughs> feel, I feel comfortable with the personal side yeah. of things that make him Not to say he isn't, because he's made how many connections for us anyway. Yeah. But um, that's why I feel really comfortable. Yeah, yeah. he's also strong with the organisation skills, so like the timing of getting somewhere what the workshop structure is going to be like. <laughs> Actually turning up. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Because yeah, a lot of the time Sion calls me and he's like, oh, are you ready? And I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm not ready. But yeah, he's always on it with the timing and then after a workshop, he's on it with the criticism. So I think, yeah, he's good with organising things and making sure he improves. What I really like about both of you is that you're very complimentary, like you, you're kind to each other, you say nice things to each other. And that's the element of Zen that I'm, I'm very interested in, that sense of, you know, we talked about self-compassion in, in other podcasts about being kind to yourself. But also, when you're nice to each other as business partners, it's going to be like the oil that, that kind, of, kind of helps get that engine turning. And yeah. then your business mentor, although he or she said that you're very similar, through time, you've discovered that actually you've got different personality yeah, traits and yeah. there's different things you're slightly into. Yeah. And it's that small things that will help as you grow and maybe you get other people as part of the team, which yeah, is really definitely. interesting. I think over the course of um, our years. business relationship, um, we learned quite a lot about being aware of what we say to each other because there was a lot of the time where we'd be quite nervous and um, there was just a lot of negative thoughts that would come to us. Yeah. But we were just trying to be more aware of how to make it constructive and um, yeah, block out the negative thoughts and be more positive to ourselves. Or just to, I believe in turning negative thoughts to my advantage mm -hmm. and um, breaking down what's negative and what's constructive. Because yeah. um, a lot of the time, if you see, if you use to search for your negative thoughts, you will find some form of constructive criticism there wow. that you can use to your advantage. 
and um, block out the rest. But I think when you just block out all negative thoughts, you are blocking out some constructive yeah. criticism in the process. Yeah, the thing about it is like, when I used to make a mistake doing something, I used to say there's something wrong with you. And that's like, that was one of my phrases. Like, it was so regular. I used to say there's something wrong with you. And um, I think after, when you kind of start to analyse your thoughts, you kind of think, why, why am I saying that? Yeah. And then you notice it's because I made a mistake doing this. And then it's like, how could I improve doing this? How can I not make that mistake again? Yeah. And then like on top of trying to keep your negative thoughts in check, tracing them back to why they even appeared can be a helpful way to make sure that you improve on top of not having the negative thoughts. You know also, I mean? also is um, dissecting the negative thoughts. So I saw the really outwardly negative thoughts that are thoughts of, I hate myself, I'm useless. Blah, blah, blah. I see those as coming from a separate person because I don't talk to myself mm. like that. Yeah. It's a separate person in my head who talks to me like that. Mm. The constructive thoughts was that, okay, if I'd done that better, if maybe I changed this, blah, 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 that's me. So when I broke it down to outwardly negative thoughts, they're, they're the enemy. Mm. Who And I don't listen to my enemies. Mm. I'm not going to let my enemy have an influence on how, how I view myself. Whereas the other side, constructive, that's me. That's who I'm going to mm. take into account. I feel when you view it as an enemy and not yourself, it's a lot easier to segment mm. um, those thoughts. And, Interesting. Yeah. yeah, we could do a whole separate podcast. This is powerful stuff. I've got the lessons I've learned over yeah. the last two years like, on how to just stay positive and like show empathy yeah. and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Those things that are absolutely crucial in business because you will, you know, we will always get stuff that's a bit negative. And I really like what you say, Sion, about is sort of turning it into the positive because, you know, constructive criticism is always good. It's amazing. It's the most important. Thing. It's amazing. But you've got to be the right person to be able to receive it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, we we really, I think, that in a way, that's a different form of kindfulness. Yeah, it's true. It's, 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 it's being kind to yourself by learning. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people in business, they forget that. you The first, maybe, 10 years in business, you're learning all the time. Yeah. And then you you can build your business based on that. But I'm really inspired by what you're saying here. Yeah, great wisdom. It's like Very great wisdom. Great, yeah. great beautiful examples of, of awareness and mindfulness in a way. Yeah. I mean, have you tried any of this mindfulness and meditation stuff? Or can you, I've personally like done a bit of meditating, mm-hmm. but not... Not heavy. Not heavy. A lot of the things I've learned about mindfulness and just awareness was through like life examples. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite ones I like to mention is that one day I was driving and someone was slowly walking in the road while the light was green. And I beeped at them and they cussed and swore at me. Yeah. And I was like, yo, that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> is that your exact words? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, and another day, I was walking in the road, and the light was green for them, <laughs> and they oh. beeped to me, yeah. <laughs> and I gave them negative energy. Wow. Um, and then I kind of, when I got to the pavement, I was thinking, that's exactly what happened, <laughs> but the other way around. Yeah. So it kind of showed me that on the flip side, like, you're not in the position that that person is in, but if you were, then you may have reacted that way. So you need to kind of understand why people react, how they react, mm. and how you would react in that, in that situation yeah. as well. And be mindful of just giving the best reaction to a situation mm. to give the most positive 
outcome. And I think it's also gauge when you give out uh, either an energy or you say something, gauge what kind of response will this yeah, thing you're yeah. saying. Mm. How would you respond exactly, to what he exactly. said? Yeah. You say yeah. that you walk in, you bump into someone into the street, you're angry, you want them to apologize. We say, What's wrong with you, you idiot? Why are you walking into me? You there, there's no real like it's very hard for them to now apologize you've cut off <laughs> yeah that well that, that avenue for them you've yeah. put them into a self-defensive mode yeah. and now they're going to react with, with hostility and that makes you further angry but you didn't really give them the option to apologize with your initial mm. statement mm. so you have to think what kind of response am i looking for and mm. with my energy or what i'm saying would I achieve that response? Would I leave that response to be possible? Yeah, I, I'm going to call this street zen. I think you're both practicing <laughs> mindfulness, zen, and kindfulness, and everything that uh, we're talking about just by understanding yeah. who you are. And I think that is so inspiring because actually, if we do that, if we were just kind to ourselves and, un and kind to others, by being aware, yeah, then so. things would change enormously out there. Yeah, the mm -hmm. key is awareness. You need to think about what you're doing and Especially the outcome. Because positive energy is free. And that's why I learned from using the most happiness, seeing some of the most positive characters and the most like positive situations. And it's just been like, they didn't have to pay anything to do that. It's not wasting energy or any, like, it's completely free and it's such a positive outcome. So yeah. just bear that in mind and think about And I, I just continue what you were saying this morning. I was on the bus and I walk with a walking stick at the moment and uh, I have real difficulties getting off the bus. And everybody was saying thank you to the bus driver. And he kept saying, you're welcome, you're welcome. And I came up to the bus driver and I said, thank you so much for stopping for me because he could see I was walking with a stick and I was very slow. And I felt so good. And he gave me such a big smile this morning and I thought, oh. Oh, that really made my day. And I think if we were all doing this, it sounds a bit silly sometimes, but you're just saying, this is just life. Yeah. I think we've got the new word there, street zen. Street zen. I, I think we've we, we just got to practice that. That is now, so what's, brilliant. What's street zen rap like? I'd like to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a rap about this. Yeah. I think I'm going to start. I'm coming to your next workshop to, yeah. do, yeah. to do that. Living in a place like London is yeah. much more important because yes. it's it can be a very hostile environment sometimes. Yeah. So awareness of with, of yourself and your actions is just also just a way to keep yourself safe. Because mm -hmm. yeah. okay. there there's some very hostile people. You need to understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. To certain Indeed. people, because you can't yeah. you don't know what someone's capable of. Yeah. To just be talking well to anyone. So I think that helped me learn myself was also for survival purposes. Wow. Because. It's, it's, London's not the nicest place. Yeah. So that's why I feel it's a lot easier to understand it living in London. Yeah. yeah. And any big city. Yeah, yeah. definitely. City, cities have an effect on people's mental being with so much density. Yeah. And, I uh, always want to know who's around you, what kind yeah. of energy mm. are people giving off. And what you can learn about London is that, well, anywhere, is that um, a lot of people like, especially on a daily commute, they're not really in good moods already. Mm. And like, over time, you just see loads of people that ain't in good moods. And then you forget that their lives are also quite complicated. And there's things that people are going through that you can't, you can't just overlook. And you so can't fathom. I think that's why it's important to give positive energy because 
you might compliment someone and they don't forget that for the week because mm-hmm. it's like one of the only positive things sure. that have happened yeah. for them. You know what I mean? Because you know you never know what someone's going through. Sure. So you can really uplift someone just by giving a smile. There's a word for that philosophical word when you realise that other people's lives are just as complex and convoluted as your own. Okay. Yeah, realization that it's not just yeah. it's not just people. Yeah. And all of them have just as many deep yeah. thoughts and personal demons and stuff as you do. Yeah, it's something yeah. about when you're commuting and you're on the train or whether you're driving, you kind of forget that the, you need to be aware that everyone else is actually a person. Mm-hmm. If you just zone out and just go to where you're going to, you will forget that these are actually human beings with feelings mm. that you're reacting with. Yeah. And people are quick to beat their horns behind their cars because they completely forget that it's a person in that vehicle. It's not just a vehicle mm. going by, it's a person with feelings. Mm-hmm. The same way, if you're walking along the street and bump into somebody, that's a person you feel. It's not obstacles on your way to work that mm-hmm. are making the street crowded. Mm-hmm. It's people with emotions that are making the street crowded. Yeah. So you just have to be more aware of that. Everyone around you. That's true. So, um, should we either hear one of your raps, or do you want to show us how to do some rapping, or a bit of both? <laughs> or how should you do this? Okay. Well, we could show you how we show people to rap in workshops. Okay, yeah. And then you guys can try and think of something. (laughs) (laughs) So what we usually say is, for the first line, don't think about rhyming at all. Just say whatever you want to say. Okay. So do you want to just throw a sentence at me? I'm in the Museum of Happiness. Museum of Happiness. Okay. Or Zen of Business, we could use that one. Or is that right? Business. I like that. I like their idea. Zen on the street. Street Zen, yeah, that's Street Zen, yeah. I like that one, yeah. Living that Street Zen. Street Zen, that's cool. So we've got Zen on the street, that can be our first line. Okay. So what rhymes with street? Meat. Meat. Beat. Beat. I'm a vegan, I don't eat meat. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of vegans in the music. Sitting on my cozy seat. (laughs) (laughs) Three lines right there. So we're in here. Talking about Zen on the street. Yeah. Shamas is sitting on a comfortable seat. Yeah. Close down the line. No, I'm a vegan, so I don't, don't eat meat. Me. <laughs> yeah. I should probably wrap this to a beat. It'll have you tapping your feet. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Just like that. And oh, oh my god. That's that's just without us even really trying or really having the subject now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Actually, just align, rhyme with it, say whatever you want. It doesn't have to make sense. It seems to be in time, needs to run. Yeah. And then, yeah, you get your part of the way. Yeah. I mean, think, um, and, and the big thing is you're both smiling, you're yeah, just yeah. adding a bit to it. Yeah. So. We have so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 I can feel the energy rising in our studio. <laughs> That's fantastic. And so then you, you, you kind of get people started. Is there, how do you kind of angle it towards, let's say, let's say it's the Museum of Happiness mm-hmm. workshop, so you want to bring the teacher about well-being or happiness or positive, yeah. how do you bring that angle into... We usually like try and teaching. steer the content okay. and sometimes give loads of key words that will help shape the, okay. the lyrics, yeah. so we'll give them words that they can put into some of the lines to make it suit the theme more, yeah. and um, a lot of the times we have big groups, um, we supervise the groups while they're writing, this is the end session, by the way. We put them in groups and they write verses. And what I might do during that time is write a hook that kind of captures the theme of the event and then get the verses to go in between and put it all together. 
and you, know, you made quite a few songs that cater directly for the theme of the event. Mm. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's so creative because yeah. it's taking this raw material and precise people and making, as you so rightly said, into a, a beautiful art form. Yeah. And you know, rap is to me poetry. It is, it is an art form, yeah. and it's you're taking all this disparate stuff and making it something beautiful. That is so exciting. <laughs> I think we're going to have to have. A, I think we're going to have the Zen and the Street, street yeah, workshop. Street, street Zen podcast. And we're definitely going to have um, the Zen of Business um, <laughs> rap. Going to, we're going to have to come and do some workshops with you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Be I think a pretty good workshop would just be us talking about mindfulness and in correlation to everyday living in London. Yeah. That is for certain. Yeah, That's a good one, yeah. With the you know, you talked a lot about commuting and then the challenges of being in London, and mm. then Jaden, you talked a lot about compassion and empathy. Like you yeah. know, that beautiful example you had when you were driving and then you're yeah. walking, and actually you're in both, both yeah, situations. Yeah, I was in both. I think that's a privilege to notice that because yeah. a lot of people would be on both sides of the coin, reacting as badly as possible, and not noticing <laughs> that <Yeah. laughs> they are part of the problem. Because I was yeah. part of the problem, you know what I mean? Yeah. My, my, yeah. My attitude and energy it could only bring someone down, and that's yeah. not what you're really trying to be doing with the weight of depression that's going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think that I can just feel a residency coming on in the Museum of Happiness with all these themes. <laughs> yeah, so definitely. Exciting. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for you guys yeah. to come back. So, like, as we're finishing up, um, any tips for for new people, sign? Because I've been so impressed by your confidence and your wisdom, your street zen. Any, any tips for new people starting? I would say become obsessed with learning. One thing wow. that really helped me was um, a real thirst and need to learn more. Like A lot of the things that we're talking about today, I went for a real extreme self-development period at 17. And um, that taught me so much that, I, that it, it completely changed me as a person. And that only worked because I was trying to learn about one specific thing, which was um, self-development and mindfulness. For a year straight, I just focused on that when I came home from sixth form wow. every day. Watching videos about it on my way home, watching videos about it on my way to school and everything. And I took that uh, process of obsessive learning and brought it to other things. I brought it to production. I brought it to martial arts. I brought it to even video games, and it has worked every time. And it basically taught me how to learn, because I didn't learn how to study in school. Yeah. I didn't know how to properly study until I was like, until uni, to be honest. Yeah. But um, just obsessive learning, constantly thinking about the subject you're trying to learn about. So if it's your new business, constantly learning about your target audience, constantly learning about your competition, constantly learning about tax rules and everything that apply to your business, constantly learning about what is your unique selling point, mm -hmm. constantly learning about what it takes to take your thing to the next level. Mm -hmm. Just constant, obsessive, aggressive learning. I think. Martial arts coming in. Yeah, martial arts I think when I was young and that provided a platform yeah. for yeah. perfectionism and obsession with learning. Yeah, and commitment. That's it. Yeah. 100%. So I recommend martial arts to almost everyone. Yeah, That's great. Yeah, and you've given a little insight there of how how much work you put into your own self development. 
to be able to share these amazing wisdom and it's because I thought, wow, we just naturally it's oh, coming no. to you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I was an idiot. I don't believe that. No, but I did put the you had to put the effort in. So no, thank you for sharing. Yeah, my that. top tips would be um try and find access to a business advisor. Because um that's where you get most of the practical things you need to know about starting a new business. And secondly, yeah, working on yourself. Um because I think it's important to be someone who's very receptive to constructive criticism because that will help you so much. And then also just to notice that you are your business. So whatever energy you bring to a networking event or mm-hmm. wherever you like perform or showcase your business, you need to be very mindful that you are the only thing representing it right when you're just starting. So you need to be... You need to be... <laughs> You need to be aware of the the energy you're bringing to yeah, place. Yeah. You need to be aware. You need to of, be positive. Yeah. You need to be friendly. You need to be a good listener, mm. and you need to just make loads of connections. Yeah. I would say you have to be genuine yourself, yeah. as you yeah. both are. Exactly. Very authentic, very straightforward. Yeah. Up upfront, and you are that in spades. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Very yeah, rare, actually. So I mean, right from the, the first moment that I met you, I was like so impressed with you guys, so young you so much. and willing to have, and so much courage, right? So much yeah. courage, like you, you almost, again, it looks almost natural, but I'm sure you put work into it to be able to step into, you know, to give your time freely to the Museum of Happiness and yeah, other yeah, projects, yeah. so then people see you, and then also having the wisdom say, okay, now, okay, you want me to do a workshop, well, this is the value that we're offering, yeah, yeah. researching the value and saying, look, this is what it's worth. Yeah. So, so then you can make it into something which is sustainable, which we also talk a lot about. Yeah. yeah. And you will, I, I cannot imagine that you are not going to be very successful. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for coming on our little show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, time, guys. Yeah, well, yeah. Now you've met Yvonne, one of the best business coaches. Love you can't that. go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I can see how excited she is to help you. Now. <laughs> yeah. So um, if they want to get in touch, if the listeners want to get in touch with you and uh, book you for a, a wrap, uh, workshop, Jayden conscious rap workshop, Street Zen. Yeah. Oh, so, how, do <laughs> they, how do they find out about you? Rap Association, Rap Association, uh-huh. Director of C on CEO is Jaden. Yeah. Spreading rap to the nation, Black, Asian, Caucasian. And if you need more information, twitter.com slash rap association, facebook.com slash rap association, instagram.com slash rap association. Rapassociation.com. Yeah, wow! Yeah. <laughs> that, Thank you. That beats any business card I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. So we'll have the links on the on the website if listeners could check that out, and you'll find out about Zen and Business there. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks. Bye for now. Bye. You've been listening to the Zen of Business podcast. You can leave a review for us on iTunes the Zen of Business podcast. You can check out our website, thezenofbusiness.com, and you can join our online community on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks for listening. Keep in touch and bye for now.